have gathered here today to join together. Oh, father, did, did we already start? Yeah. Oh. Sorry, I thought there was supposed to be a buzzer or a whistle or something. Hey, Tony Galati back again. This is week two for a five-week podcast series. Last week, we talked about how God defines a healthy marriage. Today, we're going to talk about what prevents us from having and maintaining a healthy marriage. Then we got three more since there are five Mondays in July. So the next two weeks are going to be part one and part two of tools for a healthy marriage. And then the fifth Monday, the last one will be living it out, challenges and resources. How do we take everything we talked about and then actually put it into action? So again, today we're going to talk about what prevents us from having a healthy marriage. Well, I think it's pretty easy. Selfishness and sin. Thank you very much. Good night. But seriously, it is selfishness and sin. Sounds simple enough. Once again, I am Tony Galati. I am an iron rep for Men of Iron, and I help get our tools and resources into your hands. Resources such as one-on-one mentorship, equilibrium retreats, curriculum, devotions, etc. Oh, and podcasts, of course, right? So today, it's all about what is preventing us from having a good marriage, a healthy marriage. So as I jokingly stated, yeah, selfishness and sin, obvious, right? But I don't know, maybe it's not obvious. But that's really what it is, selfishness. We are too selfish, and we constantly are battling our natural desire to be selfish. We are constantly battling our natural desire to sin. If we look at Romans 7, 15 to 20, It says, for I do not understand my own actions, for I do not do what I want to do, but I do the very thing I hate. Now, if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law, that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. I honestly do not want to think about how many times I have felt this way, but I will tell you, it feels real good that Paul at least says it, transparency and honesty is extremely helpful because Paul, who's done so much, heck, he wrote most of the New Testament, is saying that he's struggling, like big time struggling. And I hesitate just a little bit getting too personal, but hey, if Paul gets personal and nobody has a problem with it, then nobody should have a problem if I get personal, right? I'm not doing the best job I can with my marriage. I'm just not. And I don't use what Paul says as an excuse to keep sinning. Here's the summary. Selfishness and sin rule, and that's why we don't have a successful marriage. You know, everything goes back to our relationship with God. So please don't think I'm ignoring that, but we're talking about marriage, so I'm talking about how this reflects on your marriage, is if, if we're not right inside how are we going to be right for our spouse? We're not. We're not going to be able to. 
So what prevents us from having a healthy marriage? Resisting God and pursuing ourself. We are resisting God and we're pursuing self. Really quick, I'm going to tell you a story about what I did only because God is forgiving and merciful and patient. You know, I had a time in my life where I really was at a crossroads and I was just going to decide I'm either going this way towards God or this way towards me, dependent on God or independent. And I really felt like God wasn't there. But long story short is, God asked me to fast, not in an audible voice. Losing his mind. But he impressed upon me, the Holy Spirit impressed upon me to fast. And he wanted me to fast the thing that was most important to me at that particular time. It was not food. It was sleep. That was my escape. I love sleep. I love staying up super late at night into the early morning hours, being left alone, and just escaping. And then I'd sleep in the next day because I owned my own business and I could pretty much do what I wanted. Well, when God impressed upon me, hey, tomorrow, if you're serious about this, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm here, but can you meet me halfway and stop just asking for me to snap my finger and make everything right? Like, can you just show a little effort? And I'm just going to be honest with you. This is what I said. I looked up at the ceiling like God was in my ceiling. I looked up at the ceiling and I said, all right, fine. I'm going to wake up early tomorrow. I'm going to be there. You won't. And I'm going to go right back to sleep. The next morning, I woke up early, what I thought was early back then, but God met me. I spent two and a half hours with God. It was one of the greatest mornings ever. And I have continued to do this. And lately, with some of the difficulties that I am walking through in my marriage, God has impressed upon me that it needed to go deeper. And I started getting up earlier and earlier and earlier and spending time with God. I don't check my phone. I don't check social media. I don't check my email. Nothing. I don't even want to speak to anybody. I go to God first because I can't do it without Him. I am dependent on Him. It has completely changed my perspective. My marriage is not more important than my relationship with God. But a healthy marriage is only possible with my relationship with God. During these mornings, I would allow the Holy Spirit to lead. I didn't have a routine that I had to stick to. I I had like an idea of what I thought was where God wanted me and, and how he wanted me to spend the time. And it just involved reading. It involved praying. It involved meditating. It involved gratitude. It involved walking in the park, and I really just honestly let the Holy Spirit lead of of what order that all goes in. And journaling, super important, journal every day. And on one of those walks in the park is when God said to me, are you thankful for your marriage? I I remember where I was on my walk, exactly where I was on the path, and he he said, hey, are, are you thankful for your marriage? And this is how I answered him, just like I'm talking to you now. I said, no, I'm not. I know I should be, so how about in faith I just tell you I'm thankful? And I felt like he said, nah, that's not good enough. You're not getting off that easy. And, and, and I felt him say, would you be here in the park right now with me if it wasn't for where your marriage is right now? And I went, oh, my goodness. No, I absolutely would not. 
thank you so much because I I so enjoy our walks in the park and and I need it and I'm so thankful. So I want to talk directly now to the guys that are in very difficult marriages. When I say I can relate, I'm telling you I can relate. I am not blaming my wife. I am taking responsibility for what God wants me to take responsibility for. So this is not about whose fault it is. This is about fact. I'm in a difficult marriage. And none of that really matters. What matters is what do we do moving forward? And I promise you I could relate to your situation. So you don't get a free pass thinking, he doesn't know what I'm going through. Come and see me. We, we can talk very humbly because I'm still standing. And, and the reason I'm standing is so that I could be talking now. Not on my own, but the gracious gift God has given me to help others or even just listen to others or pray for others. So for those of you who are going through an extremely difficult, painful time right now, and you've thrown in the towel or you're about to, just just hold on to it for another minute. And just listen to the next few weeks. But more important than that, trust God who could do abundantly more than we think or ask, Ephesians 3.20. Are you dependent on him? Then believe that. Or we keep walking down that same road, Where is that getting you? How about choosing today to make God your priority over your marriage? Choose not to live independently of God. Choose to be dependent on God, which means your selfishness goes out the window. Only then can we experience miracles, and only then can our stories become testimonies for other people to build up the body which is the absolute opposite of what the devil wants. Do you see? When you start to see how important the role of the Holy Spirit is, and when you start to see things through the eyes of Christ and through the eyes of the Holy Spirit, it is life-changing. And one of the best ways I could explain it is in a scene from the movie The Matrix. There's a short scene towards the end where he gets shot multiple times by that nemesis, you know, the Mr. Anderson guy. You know, he's been tracking him the whole time, unbeatable. Finally corners Neo, shoots him a bunch of times in his chest. The blood's against the wall. Neo slides down onto the floor, helpless. Oh my goodness, I've spent so many years there. But the difference the Holy Spirit makes, the difference of a life dependent on God makes is that moment when he gets up and he looks down the hall and he sees the matrix. He sees these men for what they really are. He gets up and he simply says one word, no. The enemy that just paralyzed him and left him bleeding on the floor is now no match because he now sees the truth. He now makes a decision to accept the truth. And as a barrage of bullets comes towards him this time, he simply puts his hand up and picks the one bullet up, drops it on the floor, and as the agent draws closer for hand-to-hand combat, someone he could not even stand up to before with all of his might suddenly becomes someone he could beat with one hand behind his back. That's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we're resisting. The truth is there. You just have to say no. See you next week.